0: This is the Mad Lemmings Podcast, episode number one. Welcome to the Mad Lemmings Podcast. I'm Ashley Fawkes, your host, and I just want to welcome you to the Mad Lemmings Podcast. This is the first episode, one of many to come, and we're going to be talking about online marketing, blogging, social media, and all of those awesome things that we can be doing online to be helping our businesses and blogs to get to the next level. So today's guest is someone I'm excited to be talking to. It's Miss Eileen Smith from Basic Blog Tips. You might have heard of Eileen. If you haven't seen her around, you certainly should check her out. But before you do that, you can listen to her on this podcast where she's sharing so many awesome tips, I can't believe it. I should be actually paying her some money. Eileen spends quite a bit of time on this podcast to talk to us about all the things that work for her and how she's gotten where she is and how she's become as successful as she is. So without further ado, here's the interview with Eileen. Enjoy. All right, Eileen, thanks for joining me
1: today. I really appreciate your
0: time and the taking your Sunday to talk to me.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate any time I can share with a fellow podcaster. I know you're new to podcasting, but I am ready to get you initiated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm a little bit scared, but also a little bit excited. And uh, let's see what we can do. Uh, learn today about you and uh, your experience in blogging. and Maybe you can spend a few minutes just talking about yourself first and maybe a little bit about yourself outside of blogging and podcasting so everybody can get to know a bit about you.
1: I I will, but first, one thing I want to say, I want to give you so much credit, Ashley, because so many people want to get into this podcasting, but they're just so hesitant, they're scared to get on the mic they don't want to get it together they don't want to learn all the techie bits that they need to learn so <laughs> i want to first give you a little round of applause <laughs> oh thanks
0: very much i mean i don't see it as such a big deal but i guess yeah anything new is intimidating and uh, yes. putting yourself out there in your voice or video is always a little bit scary for people i guess so no, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, now about me. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, alright, well first let me let you know that I do have a day job and I have, I really love my job and the fact that I've been there for 30 years should kinda of let you know that I like it there, right? It sounds I, like it. I work for a publisher and we're a technical publisher and it's interesting because even though we're a publisher, I really didn't know that much about being online and like reading blogs and all of that stuff. Oh, I, The only thing I went online for was like Internet Movie Database and Wikipedia, you know, let's look it up, you know. <laughs> My girlfriend and I, I have a, a very close friend, her name is Evelyn, she started off with me with the blogging thing too. But what really happened that got me started with blogging? I have a daughter, and her name's Nikki, and Nikki uh, she's a fashion blogger, and she also does web design. And Nikki came to me one day, and she says, and "This was back in 2009," and she says, "Mom, I got a blog." And I was like, "You got a blog? <laughs> oh, okay, this is." Cute. Let me get on here and see what she's blogging about. And back then, she was doing uh, business and finance and a little political, like, satire, though. So it was really a cute little blog, and it was over on WordPress.com. So at the time, I got to admit, I was totally naive. I didn't know anything about RSS feeds and subscribing to blogs or any of that. So I said, "Well, I gotta follow my daughter's blog, you know." So I thought, "Okay, let me go in here and sign up to follow her blog." So I'm filling all this stuff out, and next thing you know, I wasn't subscribing to her blog; I was signing up for my own blog. Oh my! No. <laughs> and so that is how I totally started blogging by accident, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I got a blog!" <laughs> And so I thought that was so exhilarating. And, and I was thrilled at the fact that, oh, my God, what am I going to talk about? I can just talk about whatever I want. And as you can see, I have the gift of gab. <laughs> so that was right up my alley. It <laughs> was right up my alley. And to be honest, what happened was, as I mentioned, this was back in 09. And um, there wasn't that much information around about like especially wordpress.com, how to do certain things and, you know, even using the dashboard editor. They didn't have like one set of instructions. It was just like everything you needed to know, you need to go to the support forums. So as I would learn things, I would start to write about them because I was like, I'm not going to remember this, so I might as well do a blog post. Uh (laughs) And that's how... I actually got started doing tutorials and kind of fell in love with the idea of teaching people and, you know, learning and getting to know what was going on with the blogging and then sharing that knowledge. And so that's how I eventually wound up with basic blog tips.
0: Okay, so a bit of an accident. That's. Uh... That's quite funny because most people these days are very deliberate and make a big decision and uh, have a topic ready and uh, you tripped over and fell into blogging. That's excellent.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It really was. In the beginning, uh, I didn't know what I was doing as far as you know having a niche. I didn't want to hear anything about that. I was like, oh, no. I'm going to write about anything in the world I want to write about and everybody will just love it.
0: <laughs> but it's actually interesting because I find that uh, people are very – Not everybody, of course, but a lot of people are very hesitant when they start. They don't know what to write about. They don't know how to find topics. But I actually find, and I guess this is exactly what you did, that by learning, you're blogging. Exactly Mm -hmm. as you learn, you teach what you just learned because that's the perfect way to learn and to teach is to write about it. And uh, yeah, you've got topics every single week. Even now, I find I do exactly the same thing. And that's obviously what you did in the beginning.
1: Yeah, and another thing that is really big now is the idea of a case study. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many different um, paths that people can take and tools that people can use, but people want to know what works. What's working for you? If you and I have a connection, and I say that in reality, you and I do have a connection, we see each other, you know, as peers. And I'm like, okay, well, what's Ashley doing about, you know, about Google plus. Yep. And you're looking at me like, what's Eileen doing about Pinterest, you know? So sure. And, and, and that is like, you know, you, you don't really, it's nice to hear about all oh, the big brands are doing this, that and the other. And okay, well they got so many, so much money at their, you know, ex- that they can spend on advertising and pulling people together. But when you and I, we have our blogs, we're kind of like solopreneurs, you know, yeah, in a exactly. sense. Yeah. And so we want to know what's working for each other. And so I think that is part of the attraction for bloggers like you and I.
0: Yeah, sure. It's uh As you say, the big guys and I've seen some blogs and like Gary Vaynerchuk's book and stuff, he's talking about the big guys and and that's nice and it's useful and it's interesting. But when it comes to day to day reality, we don't have a team of people creating graphics and we don't have a team of people uh, doing our posts for us or advertising or, or anything. So we have to know how to do it on our own in a short amount of time. And with you working, that's even more difficult, right?
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is. So is that, I mean, that's one of the next things I wanted to ask you about, actually. And I mean, obviously, you've been doing this for five years, and there's been ups and downs. And what would you say? I mean, work is obviously something that gets in the way or doesn't, depending on how you see it. What's the most difficult thing that you've faced over the last five years in your in your journey?
1: Yeah, I, I will definitely have to say time management, because it's not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and so I tend to spend most of my time online. And I mentioned my daughter, but, you know, she's an adult, so I don't have to worry about what she's doing or where she's going or whatever. And, you know, so basically, and I was a single mother, so it's basically just me. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's times when I can see myself sitting here one or two o'clock in the morning it's like okay turn off the computer okay <laughs> so when people ask me how do you get it all done you know i just sit here <laughs> that's how i get it done and you know it's it's a great hobby for me it's something that i like doing but i know that Uh, A lot of times people are looking for shortcuts. So I do try to experiment with a lot of different tools and things so that I can tell people my experience with them and how it's helped me. But as far as my journey, I think it all started, like I said, with the doing tutorials. And once I realized that I did need to have a niche, and I thought, well, doing the blogging niche is kind of perfect because it still kind of covers a little bit of everything because people have blogs about all different topics. So that made me feel better. I felt like, okay, I can have a niche, but at the same time, I can still talk to people from all different walks of life. Yeah, that is a
0: a nice thing, right? I mean, basically blogging is everything. (laughs) It's the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, when you started out, obviously, I've seen you've you've got some relationships with some <clears throat> some big names there, like uh, like Adrian, for example. Or I'm guessing a lot of these relationships have have helped you along the way. I mean, I see that now after sort of six months a year into blogging, that the one thing that maybe I didn't do enough of, because I like going solo and doing my own thing and trying to solve all my own problems, that actually it's not the ideal way to go and it actually doesn't get you far very fast because you need to have other people to help you. That's the way the world works. And did you find that's been key in your, in your progress in blogging?
1: Absolutely. And uh, let me take a step back from that. And I, I like to talk about this because I think it's very important for, especially someone who's new coming on the scene, try to find a mentor. I was very lucky because um, I mentioned my friend, Evelyn. She started blogging with um, along with me and my daughter. And at first, it was just the three of us reading each other's <laughs> blogs. And Evelyn decided she wanted to use Blogger. So I was like, okay, I'll try Blogger too. So I started looking for tutorials. And as I was looking for tutorials, I found my mentor. And that's Lisa Irby from To Create A Website. And I was very lucky because there's a lot of crap out here, okay? But I was very fortunate in that I found someone who was someone who was the real deal, first of all. Lisa's the real deal, okay? She makes her living online, but she's she's very uh, incredible, and she's someone that a lot of people look up to. So... Having a mentor, I would say that that's something that people don't skip that step. And even though Lisa didn't even know me back then, she didn't even know she was my mentor. But I saw her on a YouTube video that was comparing Blogger to WordPress, that age-old uh, <laughs> debate. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I want to be just like that. I want to be able to get in front of the camera, talk to people, you know, tell them my point of view about stuff. And so that started me doing that. And like I said, I was lucky that I had someone that was very credible. And that's very important. Don't just pick any mentor. You know, we through. All of the junk, if you possibly can, <laughs> okay. And so from there, the next thing that happened for me was I was lucky enough to find Blog Engage, and to this day, that's why I always will support Blog Engage because that's how I met other bloggers. I met uh, Detesco. I met He Sham from Famous Bloggers. I met. Uh, Keisha Easley from We Blog Better. I met uh, Karen from Blazing Minds. I mean, there was just such a community at Blog Engage. And it was a great way for us to get exposed to each other, find out about each other's blogs, go and comment on each other. You know, there's a little bit of a voting system there. And Brian Belfitt, the owner of Blog Engage, he is just uh, he's one of my real i have to say he's a friend of mine okay he is really a, he supports the blogging community so you know, there's a lot of communities out there and so if you can find one where there is um, someone like Brian or even if you try blog engage Someone who kind of brings people together, and that's something that he does. And I think that's very important because a lot of those relationships that, you know, I started back in 2009, 2010, a lot of those blockers are gone. Mm-hmm. But the ones that aren't, we're still around. We're all still friends. We all, we all know each other. We all will... If we see each other with a post that we're trying to promote, we'll all retweet, we'll share it. There's a video, we're commenting on each other's videos. And so that's how it starts. So you have to start with a base. And if you can find that in a community like Blog Engage or on a forum or something like that, that's how you start to build relationships.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I was actually on a call with a, another girl I know through my blog recently, and she asked me for an hour of my time to try and get her through some sticking points she was having. And and the one thing that I really pushed her on when she said, "What should I do next?" I said, "Try something like Triber. and that's that's my version of of blog engage. That's where I got to know suddenly five or 10 people who have helped me since then. And they always reshare everything I do. We write each other emails, tweets, and we're constantly there for each other. And before that, I mean, I had a small community on LinkedIn that I was involved in, but I didn't feel like there was a huge amount of support there. And no, well, not as much as in Triber. Tribe just kind of boomed my following. All of a sudden, I got tons more traffic because these people had a lot of Twitter followers and yeah so I guess that's my my version of exactly what you saw it's finding people who are willing to support you who have a similar passion and a similar goal in mind at least at that time I mean as you say some people will give up as time goes on but yeah I found that key as well it's been
1: really awesome oh my god I'm so glad you mentioned Triber (laughs) oh I love 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 Triber I gotta tell you though is a little bit of history when triber first started i did not like it but dino and dan they listened to their members and there was i might as well just put it on the table the big complaint was that once you were in a tribe you everybody auto shared everybody Uh huh. there was it was just totally automated and like I said, Dino and Dan, listen, people didn't like that. You yeah. know, they complain. I mean, there was a lot of people that do like that because some people just don't, they, they they want everything automated. They don't ever want to be present on social media. They just want to have some content that they can put out that's, you know, not their own. They do have enough sense to know that they can't just promote themselves all day long. Sure. But, <laughs> but they, you know, so some people didn't care, but there were a lot of people that complained about it. And, they listened and this is you know something that we all have to do as bloggers or even those of you who may be listening to this who may be doing a startup or something like that always listen to your users don't be afraid to um, think that oh I have this vision and I want it to be exactly like that no the people are the ones who are making up your network or who are buying your product or buying your service those are the ones that you need to listen to, and so Dan and Dino listened, and now I'm probably one of the biggest tribe advocates. I mean, <laughs> I'm probably the one who told you about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember where I got onto it, but it was uh, it, oh. it made such a difference in in my blogging life. I mean, I can almost see the statistics on on Google Analytics where suddenly I had all of this uh, sharing going on, and mm-hmm. and it just as you get into more and more tribes and get to know more and more people, and so I really said to this girl, I said, look if there's anything that I can say, and I guess a more broad version of that is exactly what you said. It doesn't have to be Triber, but that's just worked for me. It might not work for her, but something where you'll find like-minded people who are willing to support you. And I think as a beginning blogger, and even as a blogger, as you go on, I mean, I'm not ditching Triber now that I'm, I've got following, but, uh, yeah, that's been, it's been fantastic. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, and, and that sort of draws me onto the next topic, I guess, uh, in relation to tools that we use every day, I mean, I would say a plugin or whatever, but let's let's not categorize anything. What's one of the main things that you use every day that you would promote if someone said to you, tell me your favorite tool, any kind of tool, anything you use every day? What's your favorite or most useful thing that you use
1: every day? OK, I will, I'll try to give you an idea of what. Um... How my day goes. (laughs) One of the sites that I love to use is Viral Content Buzz. And that's a tool that was started with Ann Smarty. Uh, Some people may know her as SEO Smarty. She's uh, the founder of my blog guest and uh, Gerald Weber. And that is... The, one of the first tools that I go sometimes I go there even before I open my email
0: wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and viral content buzz is great because you can you you can add multiple accounts you know um, and it allows you to share to stumble upon Pinterest Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. and the reason why I say stumble upon and Pinterest first is because those are to me networks where, uh, especially, I'll, I'll say stumble upon. Let me let me uh, break them down. I'll say stumble upon because uh, viral content buzz works kind of on a point system. So you earn points depending upon what network you're sharing and what account you're sharing to. So with stumble upon, gives you like a nice amount of points and. I think stumble upon is good because you don't have to always stick to your niche, you know. And stumble upon, it doesn't matter if you, you know, um, like there's a guy on there who does a lot of talk about real estate. I don't mind sharing his stuff on stumble upon because it's stumble upon. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it okay. like that. Actually, that's that's
0: a great idea.
1: Yeah. Okay. Same thing with Pinterest. Even though Pinterest is a little bit more niche, it's okay for me to, you know, pin stuff about food or, like I said, about real estate or gardening, even though most of the stuff that I pin is Mm tech-related. So that gets me started because the more points that I get, then there's more points in the system for people to share my stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay? So... I start with viral content buzz. And then, you know, I'll start with the other typical Twitters and Facebooks. And I use Hootsuite for that.
0: Uh-huh, okay.
1: Most of the time I'm using Hootsuite. And there's another um, site that I love, love, love that I actually wrote. My last blog post was about the Social Buzz Club. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Great Tool. I think you're yeah you're using that one now too. Yeah yeah I think <laughs> yeah. I, I think
0: I also came across that through you as well and it's yeah. uh it's got a con- complete other audience as well that's f- cuz often you see a lot of similar people in these places and mm-hmm. and on that side you see some really interesting stuff some small businesses and uh entrepreneurs and all all sorts of different stuff it's quite an interesting place to uh to get some new contacts and new and interesting stuff I really like it.
1: Now, here's a time when I'm going to go back to refer refer back to my blog post and something that I brought up. And this is a distinction that I want to make for people. Blog Engage and Triber, they both work off of your RSS feed. So they grab your RSS feed and whenever you publish a new post, that's what gets presented to the other members for sharing. But viral content buzz and social buzz club do not work that way Now you have to manually submit your content so there's an advantage and a disadvantage of course <laughs> it takes it takes more time yeah because with, with the RSS feed you just set it and forget it you know you know whenever you publish something it's going to be on Triber. <laughs> it's going to be on blog engage but what if you want to promote an old post? What if you want to promote a product that you're selling or a landing page or a page that's on your blog? That's when you rely on viral content, buzz and social buzz club. You don't have to just put your new stuff out there. You can put your old stuff out there. (laughs) So that's the beauty of those, the difference and the beauty of those two.
0: It's actually, that's an awesome point. I love that because I use, I use all of those as well and, and just retweet. And I'm just trying to think of what other ones, but um, I've never, I've never thought of it like that. I mean, just retweets also uh, something you have to spend time posting your, your content on as well. But I never thought of it because I constantly just post my new stuff, but I didn't, I wasn't on all of those sites when I wrote a lot of my great posts, so I could go mm-hmm. back and repost something. I never, That's even, right. I never even thought of it. That's a fantastic go idea. Go back
1: and <laughs> recycle that old content. I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the stuff is really evergreen. I mean, there's some huge posts I wrote about things which have rarely changed since then. I mean, it's only been a year for me anyway, so it's not like a long time. But a lot of stuff doesn't change. And it's really worth resharing that stuff. I've done it on Pinterest. When I get a new group, I do the same thing as well. And uh, put some stuff on there which I know will help that audience, and they'll really appreciate, and not just spamming them with everything that I've ever written. Of course, that doesn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's a fantastic uh, differentiation there. I never, I never thought of it like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I came up with something, and you can find this on my podcast. Okay, and it was called content cream. Okay? Okay, so cream. Let me just tell you guys what cream is. C is for create. Of course, you want to create your best content. You want to research it. You want to create different formats. Okay, but then R is for repurpose. So you're going to repurpose that content on as podcasts, as YouTube videos, as presentations up on SlideShare, okay? So then E, E is for engage. And that's what we're talking about, the communities. You know, Ashley has done a fantastic job with, you know, don't be afraid to experiment. You've got to find that community that's right for you. Or you might find out there's three or four of them. And if you find one that sucks, okay, don't use it anymore. (laughs) But don't be afraid to engage. And A is for amplify. And see, Social Buzz Club, for me, is a place where there's a lot of influencers there. Same way with Tribert. There's a lot of influencers there. So you want to amplify your content. And then M is the last letter and that's for monitor you're gonna go into your Google Analytics you're gonna go into your Google Webmaster Tools and see what's working whatever isn't working get rid of it (laughs) and do more of what works okay so now let me tell you about a little experiment that I'm doing we're talking uh, we're gonna go to the R for repurposing And this all ties into what we're talking about, the old evergreen content. I'm going back into my archives. Now that I'm kind of big on Pinterest, I am creating images and adding them to old blog posts. Okay. And like I said, viral content buzz has the Pinterest aspect to it. Yep. OK, <laughs> and then there's a couple of other tools I'm using, like Pinwoot and um, Tailwind app to, to find out what's really working well. And I did it today and it worked fantastically. I had a blog post about YouTube and adding an annotation to link back to your website from a YouTube video. Now that post, I don't know, maybe it's a year old. I'm not sure. But I saw this image and I got kind of inspired. I was like, I can use that <laughs> image. And I posted it on Google Plus and I got 10 shares. Wow. 10 reshares on Google Plus. Okay, it's from July. I'm, I'm looking now. It's called Get the Call to Action link you've been waiting for on your YouTube videos. Okay, I already had 100 tweets on the post I already had 63 plus ones but that's not enough for me (laughs) (laughs) why not redo it (laughs) actually yeah a hundred now that's that's typical for me (laughs) and this is why because I'm involved in all these communities and this is why people say well I don't how can I get my stuff shared okay and but I'm looking now I had only had 14 pins yeah Okay, but now I've put this brand new image on there on an old blog post. I didn't change a word of that post. (laughs) All I did was create a new image, and even one of the people who shared it on Google Plus said, oh, that image is very pinnable. And I was thinking, I hope so.
0: (laughs) You've been working hard (laughs) on it.
1: Yes, exactly. So this is a way of repurposing. It's it's your old content. And if you need to update the content, go ahead and update it. Because, you know, there's some, especially when you're dealing with social media and blogging, stuff changes all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Go ahead, update it. You know, you can even say, you know, update to this post or update March 2014. You know, now Facebook has blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it changes, changes all the, all the time. <laughs> yeah, you know, put it in a little feature box or put it in quotations so that, you know, because most of the time people don't read your post, you know, but if the, as they scan down, I'll say, oh, well, why does, why do they have that in quotes? And they're like, oh, okay. They didn't rewrite the whole post, but they're letting us know that this particular aspect of it needs to be updated. Yeah. And so this is how you repurpose and so, you know, it keeps the content flowing. And then, you know, back to your original question, which was tools. <laughs> now, I can take that. I can put that in viral content buzz, even though I had it in there before. I can go back to social buzz club. Now it's like a fresh piece of content.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic idea. I find also with if you get into a new social media area and images are becoming. Key, I think, everywhere. I mean, Twitter's showing images now. Facebook, it's always been important. Pinterest is images, and they're talking about the year of the Hangout, very visual, and uh, that's leading me to to another thing, which I know you're really, really huge on, which is YouTube. Obviously, you're not just blogging, and now I'm starting to podcast. You expand to people who don't want to read necessarily, or who don't have time to read, people who prefer video, people who prefer podcasts. I mean, I hear a lot of this stuff from Pat Flynn. I read a lot of his stuff and he says, be everywhere. Okay, I don't think you can be everywhere. But the more places and the more mediums that you use, I think you can get a bigger audience. How have you found that with your YouTube
1: channel and your your podcast? Absolutely. And I find that my YouTube audience is a lot different because... Um, the some of the uh, older SEO things that we used to do on our blogs that we can't do anymore <laughs> <laughs> because of the pandas and penguins, and stuff, but it still works on YouTube. Uh-huh, <laughs> really? Okay. So the optimization, you know, with your tags and your you know keywords and all that, are still important over on YouTube. So you're going to get a whole different search audience on YouTube. But let me back up for one. A second, I just want to say something to people so that you don't get overwhelmed. And yes, I'm doing a lot, but I've been doing this for five years. Take one thing at a time and master it. Right, like, for example, I would suggest there's two things that I would suggest that are easy to master. And that's Twitter and Pinterest. Yeah, It's easy, easy. Get those two under your belt. I mean, even if you're not blogging yet. You can be a star on Twitter by sharing, you don't know, just go and share everything from Mashable or social media. There's millions of people doing that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. sure. yeah. You know, you look for good content, you learn how to curate content, and then you can be a star on Twitter. You can be a star on Pinterest. And then, you know, you start to branch out. Like I said, if you ha- hadn't started blogging yet, you start blogging, you start building better content because if you've been curating content, that means you've been doing your research. That means you might know what you're talking about <laughs> <Hopefully>. <laughs> or, at least, or at least you can fool half of <laughs> Okay. So now back to the YouTube question. So. Once you're feeling inspired or if you have to get the equipment, um, having a microphone is key for, or a good microphone, I'm sorry. Having a good microphone (laughs) is key for YouTube, okay? So you don't have to worry so much about the audio because you can do what I did for a very long time, which was nothing but screencasts. I did not get in front of the camera probably for two and a half years.
0: Yep.
1: Until my friend Lisa Irby, because she's my (laughs) friend now. Remember, she was my mentor. Mentor, now she's your uh, friend. (laughs) She is my buddy now. Awesome. And she put, she challenged all you know, all of her, uh, her fans to do back then video responses. They don't, you can't do video responses now, but. Um. And so I did my first video response was to get in front of the camera. And, you know, I started giving all my excuses for why I didn't get under in front of the camera, but yet I was there. <laughs> and so that's how I broke it down. So now I usually, I do mostly still screencast, but I will every now and then get in front of the camera just so it helps with the connection. Yeah. You know, same way with podcasting. I um, was doing podcasting, Probably for the last two and a half, maybe maybe close to three years, off and on. But you know, you just master one thing at a time, and just just keep building and building and building. But the most important thing is to build those connections with people, because people will help you. You know, I I did I've done a thing where um, people that have been subscribing to my email list have asked me some questions and some people I kind of like just been doing this on an ad hoc basis I will say oh let's get on Skype and talk about it or let me call and they're like floored like (laughs) oh my god and I will spend maybe half an hour 45 minutes just talking just talking to people finding out what their questions are finding out what it is they need and just being helpful to them sure sure. and so some of that's why you know conversations like this are conversations that I'm constantly having with people these are this is some of the advice that I always give people find a mentor you know build your content build on relationships and things like that and take things one at a time
0: <laughs> yeah that's awesome I think that's key because I mean I I think in the beginning when I got into blogging, I saw this social media and I'd done Facebook between friends and I hadn't really been on social media so much. And then I jumped onto everything and well, I mean not literally everything, but mm-hmm. felt, it felt like everything. And, and then I just made a mess. I mean, I ended up focusing on Twitter, but in the beginning I was trying to get likes on Facebook and of course they were a complete waste of time and nobody was reading my stuff. It was just almost exchanged likes and... So really, this this uh, lesson that you're talking about took me a long time to figure out, which is focus on one or two things, even in social media or blogging. Don't try to learn everything. Don't try to do everything. Don't try to be everywhere at once because you're going to end up being bad everywhere. And it, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I think that's, that's an awesome tip. That's uh, fantastic. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you, and I'm guessing it's probably not really a big thing for you because it's uh, it's still more or less a hobby even though you're you're now almost one of the more famous bloggers around it, has blogging income ever been something that you've worried about do you do you try and sell anything do you do affiliate marketing or what's
1: affiliate marketing mostly Ashley and I thought about um making a product as I said my daughter uh she is doing the web design as well as the uh, fashion blog. And so I thought that it would be really neat for us to maybe come up with some type of a product or an application. And so that's something that's, you know, in the works. But basically, the um, doing the product reviews is very helpful with the affiliate marketing. Yeah. For example, um, there's a an SEO plugin and I gotta be honest with you guys I don't even use this plugin anymore but SEO Presser was a plugin that was doing very well for me until all these crazy updates but I did a very detailed YouTube video and it's funny because they always said keep your video short they should only be two minutes this is like a 19 or 25 minute video really (laughs) yeah but what I did And this is a tip for anybody who's doing product reviews or long videos, is I put timestamps in the description so that people will know when I moved into the module for um, the keywords or for the um, latent semantic keywords. So I put timestamps. So that people would know they don't have to watch the whole video if they don't want to. Yep. But that's one of my most popular videos. It's also one of I, I made a ton of money <laughs> from SEO presser, you know. And you, you you kind of when you're doing affiliate marketing, you kind of put your hands in a little bit if everything, but at the same time you don't bombard people I find it's a good idea to have a tools page or a resources page that people can go to and you know that way you they know that their affiliate links for like you know your your hosting and any premium plugins that you're using like one thing that I love 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 right now is lead pages oh yeah I hear a lot about it <laughs> yeah I it's fantastic, and you know the reason why so many people are raving about it is because um, Lee Pages just got a big infusion of cash they got like six million dollar investment Uh so they have people just working around the clock just coming up with new features constantly so it's not like just you know one plugin developer sitting over here on the side (laughs) you know it's like a whole team of people who are working so it's it's one of those things that if you are doing any kind of webinars which is something else that I'm probably going to get into yeah. um, come before the years out into doing webinars you know that eventually lead to a product and so you definitely need to get your hands on lead pages and so um, I'll be sure to give you my affiliate link for that Sure. sure. <laughs>
0: I'll <laughs> we'll put that in. I'll put all of that stuff in the in the show notes for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, but th- that's basically it. Basically, with the um, even with a Weber, which is my email.
0: Yeah
1: service provider. I just got an email from them the other day and I was like I haven't been looking at my affiliate dashboard and here come to find out I got a check coming my way. It's not <laughs> not a big deal, but it's just nice to say okay, I paid for my hosting with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. even with podcasting, podcast I'm using Libsyn. It's $20 a month for me. Mm-hmm. Okay? i like to have affiliate income to cover that, okay? Of course I can afford to pay for it, but I
0: shouldn't have to. Yeah, I mean, that's actually something I think I'll just quickly touch on because as a a beginner blogger, I had no idea about that stuff. But I mean, firstly, I thought I could make a lot of money, which it's not so simple, but let's forget about talking about that for the moment. Um, But yeah, this idea that maybe we shouldn't be making any money or that we shouldn't be using affiliate links. And, you know, some people get a bit offended about that or don't want to click on them or whatever. But I've actually come to realize in being a blogger myself that, you know, we're we're putting in a lot of time. I mean, as you say, sometimes you're up to the middle of the night and of course you enjoy doing it and you don't expect money. But if somebody who benefits from what you do clicks on a link, they don't have to give you the money themselves. They just click on the link and it gives you five bucks or 10 bucks. I mean, that's it's fantastic. It helps you. And it's it's almost like a pat on the back because we don't get so many of those I find. And and it's really I find nice. I also had something recently I had to buy um a theme for a customer I'm working with and I used some I think I had 15 bucks from an affiliate link that had been clicked at some point I had no idea and I used that as part of the payment for this theme I had to buy for this customer I was developing for and I was like wow I just say 15 bucks awesome I mean someone's okay. obviously helped me out and that's really I mean I don't get a lot of that stuff and that's really really cool and I just wanted to put that in there that people should realize that they don't have to pay us they don't have to thank us but if they can click on an affiliate link it makes our lives a lot easier and helps us pay for our hosting or our plugins or gives us more time. And I'm also going to have to hope this on host this on, on lip Sync as well and spend that 15 or 20 bucks a month to do that. And it all starts to add up. I spend at least hundred, 150 a month on everything. I think,
1: Oh, well, I am so glad to hear you say that, that you're gone with lips. And there are other alternatives out there for podcasters. And I know we haven't really covered that much about podcasting. Yep. But one thing I want to say um, I'm a podcast fanatic. So I follow all the guys who podcast about podcasting. In fact, I actually try to be one of those girls who podcast about <laughs> podcasting. And hands down, and if anybody's listening to this use Libsyn for your hosting. People need to know that if you're doing a podcast, you need a media host which is separate from your blog host, okay, because of the bandwidth issues and the storage issues, you you can easily get shut down by your host gators, your blue hosts, and all that if you try to use them to host your podcast. Yep. So you need an alternative host, and there are lots of them out there, but Libsyn by far is the best. And then there's also Blueberry. Um, I don't use Blueberry, but I, I do know that they are podcasters who are supporting podcasting. Okay, there's a there's a bunch of other tools that you can use, but... If you really want to get serious about podcasting, go with Libsyn.
0: Well, that's it's good to hear that I'm making the right choice then.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I'm not an affiliate.
0: <laughs> I'm not actually. I had a look when I was looking on there the other day. I don't think I even saw. Is there even the possibility? I don't think I saw anything at all.
1: Yeah, a lot. Of what happens is, like my friend Dave Jackson, um, he's an affiliate, and what you get is the first month free. Uh-huh. So you, if, I'm not sure if you signed up with Lipson yet, but oh, if I you haven't. did, okay, then you would use the code SOP, which stands for School of Podcasting, mm-hmm. SOP free. Okay. And then you would get your first month free. And so uh-huh. what I did, and this is great because it's the beginning of the month. So let's just say you sign up tomorrow. So then that means you're going to get all of March free. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> cool. You know, don't do it on the twenty eighth or the twenty ninth of the month. Oh, so
0: it's calendar month. Okay, I have <laughs> to be careful then. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. So you may want to go ahead and sign it because when I did it, I, I, uh, I used. Um, I'm not sure if I used Dave's code or if I use my buddy um, Ray Ortega, and he's from the Podcaster Studio, and. Uh, I feel pretty cool that I know all these guys now. I just want you to know that. I remember when I used to sit back and say, oh, my God, I love them. And now you know them. <laughs> now I know them. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. He's the other one that I want to mention, and he's from the Audacity to Podcast. In fact, I was even interviewed on Daniel's podcast. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. That's
0: what so. happens when you
1: start to become famous, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's connections. It's yeah, collaborations. Sure. And I even have a post about how to promote your podcast. Uh-huh. And this is some, a tip that I'll share with you now because now that you're podcasting, you can do this. Most podcasters have a tool that's called SpeakPipe yep. that lets you leave a voicemail message. Well, that's how you promote your podcast, because they all tell you, you know, say who you are, so you would be Ashley, I'm not sure what the name of your podcast is going to be, but, you know, you say the name of your podcast, you say the name of your URL, and then you ask your intelligent question. Uh Uh-huh, okay, that's (laughs) the tip. (laughs) and, And that's how, yes, that's the tip, and people don't believe me, but I've been on, you know, School of podcasting. <laughs> I've, I've been on the official Lipson podcast, wow. which is the feed. In fact, last week they they played my promotion for my podcast, which is like my intro. So I was like jumping out. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, another little tip. For I I I try to have all tips. So that, like, two years from now, people can come back to the pod- to this episode and say, "What was that tip she gave about YouTube?" <laughs> Wait a minute, what was the one she said about podcasting? <laughs> no, it's great. It's uh,
0: it's been like forty minutes of tips so far, so people should be should be running away and, and blogging better than ever. One so. one last thing before we uh, before we finish up, I just. Wanted to see if there's anything else. I mean, you've already uh, given people more than enough to to boost their blogging by triple at least next month. But uh, (laughs) let's say if somebody's starting out, somebody has absolutely no idea about blogging, like when you accidentally signed up with your uh, daughter instead of subscribing, what's the first thing you would tell a new blogger to do? Or what would you say to someone if you met them on the street and they're about to start a blog tomorrow?
1: Okay, great, great question. I would tell them to visit as many blogs as they can in their topic or in their niche. You know, I don't like that word but I'll <laughs> say it. <laughs> and leave comments. Reading, you know, like not scanning the post and just looking at the headings. <laughs> Read, consume the content and leave intelligent questions or comments or concerns or even share your own personal experience because I'll tell you what that's going to do for you on a personal level it's going to teach you how to write <laughs> okay not a bad thing. <laughs> remember you are new. you did you just started blogging I mean not unless you're uh, a writer in in another life you don't know how to write yet <laughs> yep. So reading blogs is different from reading a book or, or reading some, some other material. Reading a blog is going to teach you how to write a blog. So you find good blogs to read. We gave you places to find good blogs like Triber and Blog Engage and so forth. So you're going to find those blogs and you're going to leave those great comments, which is going to teach you. How to write, but even more importantly, because you're leaving a great content, or a great comment, or asking a great question, you also just made a connection with that top blogger, who could be Ashley Fowles or it could be Eileen Smith.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, Eileen. I mean, it's something that I didn't do enough of. I think in the beginning, I mean, I commented, but really. Yeah. And I read a similar tip from, I think it was Enstein the other day. He said one of his best tips for commenting was get the comment going into a conversation. If you get a response, respond to that. Don't just let it die. And then you become even closer to that person and they'll really remember you. So that's awesome. Basically go to blogs get to know people, really read their stuff, really pay attention, comment. And if someone writes a decent comment on my post, I really notice, because a lot of people write one-liners or, yeah, great post or whatever, and that's okay. People are in a hurry. But if a new person gets your attention, then often you'll go to their blog and comment back in return. And, yeah, it's fantastic. I love it.
1: You Um, know what? I got to say, this is just to show you how the small blogging world it is. Einstein I love him. He will tell you I was the first person who ever left a comment on his blog and oh, he wow. tells me every time <laughs> and he has also done a guest post on my blog about commenting. Uh-huh. So, I, so I will make sure that I share that link with you as well. Okay, Ashley. awesome. So, <laughs>
0: we, Just to finish up, where should people uh, find out more about you or, or listen to your podcast or your, or your YouTube stuff? What's uh, all the addresses for that or should they go directly from your blog?
1: Okay, yeah, on my blog, basicblogtips.com, you'll see a link to the podcast. The podcast is Miss Eileen Speaks, and that's the same name as my YouTube channel, Miss Eileen Speaks. And, you know, you can go over to Google Plus and look for Eileen Smith, and everything's going to be on my my, uh, About page.
0: Okay, awesome. So basically, that's three different ways to – Get hold of Eileen. I'll put everything in the show notes, so it shouldn't be difficult for people to find you anyway. But uh, appreciate the heads up, and also appreciate your time on a on a Sunday, Eileen. That's awesome! Uh. Awesome <laughs> that you've uh, taken some time out of your day to spend it with us and to give us all of these fantastic tips, which a lot of which has, has even blown my mind. So thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> and, and have a have a great rest of the day, and uh, we'll see you on on the web.
1: Okay. Take care.
0: All right. Thanks, Eileen. S- Wow, that was an awesome interview with Eileen. I certainly hope you got as much out of it as I did. And I'll be putting a lot of the information she shared in the show notes below this uh, podcast. Or if you're listening to this on iTunes or a other podcasting channel, then you can find that on madlemings.com slash episode one. That's the number one. So thanks for listening. We've got some other interesting guests lined up in the next few weeks, which you'll certainly get a lot of awesome information from. That's my goal here on the podcast, to bring you great stuff that can help you improve your websites and blogs and bring it to the next level. Thanks for listening.